case I go on too long. <laughs> We're on the final um, session of the theme, The Names of Jesus. And it's my privilege this morning to um, talk about the Good Shepherd. I heard about a Methodist minister that went to hear the Messiah. And uh, as the Messiah were, as the choir were crashing in, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. This Methodist minister felt the power of God upon him and he suddenly shouted into the auditorium, that's my saviour you're talking about. That's my saviour that you're singing about. And as we read the 23rd Psalm this morning, that's my Jesus that David's talking about. <clears throat> the Lord Jehovah is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hebrews hardly dare mention the name Jehovah. It was all to do with not taking the name of the Lord in vain. They wouldn't even write it in full. They would miss letters out, so they weren't accused of taking the name of God lightly. But somehow in Psalm 23, David throws caution to the wind. There's no sort of gentle breaking in. There's no overture to warn you what's coming. David picks up his guitar and he strums it and begins to sing immediately, Jehovah! is my shepherd. You've got to know the shepherd before you dare do that. You've got to have a relationship with him and enjoy companionship with the shepherd before making proclamations like, he is my shepherd. Jehovah means he that always was, always is, and always will be. That's the best shepherd to have. A shepherd's no good at all if when your eyes have closed in death, there's nothing more he can do. But the good shepherd spans time, time past, time present, and all eternity. And when we dwell in the house of the Lord forever, he'll still be the good shepherd, exercising shepherding care and love over those who have asked him specifically asked him to be their shepherd. What's the good shepherd like? 
<coughs> I think if we just think simply of, of Jehovah without being irreverent, think of Jehovah as a Christian name. And God adds to the Christian name in the Old Testament ten surnames which are expressive of character. Uh, I didn't ask Andy to sing that song this morning, but we've sung a lot of them. And the ten surnames, if you like, which express the character of Jehovah are Jehovah the shepherd, the healer, the provider, the anointer with oil, our righteousness, the giver of peace, the one who is always there, Jehovah the, the banner or the ensign upon, under which we are led, Jehovah who is in control of innumerable hosts of armies, and Jehovah who is the most high. Ten names expressing the character of God. Do you know in the story in the Psalm, 23rd Psalm, seven of those ten characteristics, possibly eight if you push it a little bit, but seven of those characteristics of God are found in the heart of the shepherd. Beware any shepherd who doesn't display the characteristics of God. <clears throat> the good shepherd carries God's heart for his people. <clears throat> the good shepherd leads. Now that might be uh, a strange idea to a lot of people because some people have never been led. They've never had control of their own life. They've been manipulated and maneuvered and driven by forces which they were not willing to follow but couldn't help it. The Christian life is all about a total change of ethos. There's no benefit going somewhere because you're driven against your will. There's no benefit making decisions because you had no choice. But when you love someone and they lead, then it's a fantastic thing to follow. The good shepherd leads, which implies that he is already ahead. He's already stepped where he's going to lead us. And that inspires a huge amount of confidence. The good shepherd is a gentle leader because he loves the sheep and wants to bring out the best potential for them. In fact, our willingness to follow where he leads, David touched on it this morning, there's a yes. <laughs> there's a yes. Do we ignore it, or do we follow where he's leading? And it's the leading, it's been, been obedient to the leading of God the shepherd that validates our sonship as many as are led by the Spirit. They are the sons of God. Leadership's a strange word. It can mean a lot of things to different people. But in Psalm 23, it's a word that doesn't just mean leading. But the word David uses talks about the direction to 
in which one has been led. And the word in Psalm 23 literally means, he leads me forth. There's nothing inward looking and restrictive when we are led by the good shepherd. He leads out. He leads forth into good things. He doesn't want us locked into the fold all day. He doesn't want us to be manipulated into a sense of imprisonment where we're not free to choose our own will and express our own mind. God has given us a free will, but he wants to lead us forth into the, I think it was Churchill who talked about the sunlit, sunny uplands. And that's where God wants to lead us this morning, into the, the sunlit uplands of what the New Testament talks about being the glorious freedom of the sons of God. He leads forth. Wesley was tied up in religion. He knew the Bible. He knew all the legalistic practices, but he didn't know the shepherd. And one day the Holy Spirit strangely warmed his heart and he drew close to God and God drew close to him. And Wesley wrote, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Thine eye diffused the quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. The invitation this morning is coming from the heart of the shepherd. He wants to lead into a new life of freedom and liberty. You can come under his shepherding care this morning and enjoy the experience of who the Son sets free is free indeed. And then the Good Shepherd leads in safe places. Verse 2, he leads me beside the still waters. That sounds very idyllic and like the setting for a new pastoral symphony. But in fact, being led beside still and calm waters is a matter of life and, life and death if you're a sheep. Sheep of a thick, dense, woolly coat. <laughs> it does a good job, it keeps out the cold. <laughs> this is a fact. If the sheep wade too far into running water or fall into running water, there's a huge risk that the dense wool fleece will become waterlogged and will drag them down and they'll drown. The Good Shepherd knows the places that we shouldn't be led to. And his interest is for the safety of the sheep. And he leads us beside the still waters. The still waters. The good shepherd loves his sheep too much to allow them to risk their life. He won't lead you into places where you were set up to fail. He'll lead you in absolute safety because he has a heart of love toward the sheep. Beware of anything that has the tag spiritual if it comes at a price.
somebody advertised on Facebook the other week that she would heal people over the phone for £25. She'll tell you what's in the future. I've helped hundreds of people. I messaged her and said, please tell me, where does your inspiration come from to do what you do? And to who are you accountable? She was a good shepherd. I got two words back. Buzz off! But when there's a, an invitation for money, this isn't coming from the voice of the shepherd. The good shepherd leads in righteous paths. Verse 3. <clears throat> Sadly, some Christians talk the talk but don't walk the walk. It should be apparent to all that when we have been led by the shepherd, we are walking in different paths. Paths that Psalm 23 says brings honor to his name. We won't labor this, but where are we walking? In the uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he recommends that we test ourselves to make sure that we are in the faith. Don't drift along. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need first-hand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. And nothing validates whether Jesus is in us as much as where we walk, the paths that we walk in. Okay, I'm fighting against the clock. I tried to bribe the, the guys not to set the clock. <laughs> but I have to report they're incorruptible. <laughs> the provision of the shepherd. John 10, Jesus said the bad shepherd is in it for the money. And as soon as everything hits the fan... He's off. Why? Because he has no relationship with the sheep. But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And the father loves me because I will lay down my life for the sheep. Psalm 23, it isn't all sunny uplands and still waters. Uh, <coughs> There are times in Psalm 23 when the sheep go through the dark night of the soul. The scene changes and it's no longer broad, green, sloping fields with the sun and everything's idyllic and calm and restful. And sheep can graze without looking over the shoulder. Suddenly it's dark. And the sheep can hear the howling of the wolves. They were the main predator of the sheep. And the wolf was circling, waiting to pick off a stray lamb or a stray sheep. And the sheep hear it. But they're hungry, they're thirsty, but they're afraid. 
and they're not sure where they can go, which is safe. <coughs> Again, Andy went somewhere this morning that I'm going this morning because the next point is that though the, the hireling flees, the, the good shepherd fights so that the sheep can feast. The good shepherd fights so his sheep can feast. The good shepherd <coughs> carried very little by way of equipment. In his hand was, and I borrowed this from Pam, imagine it's a, a bit longer, <laughs> but the shepherd in his hand had his staff which would have the typical shepherd's crook in the top. And if the sheep did begin to get into difficulty in some water and risk being washed away, he would put the crook round the... <laughs> and lovingly draw the sheep back. That was the staff. Three things were attached to the shepherd's belt. club which David refers to as the rod and the club was like a policeman's truncheon probably with spikes in the end and as soon as the shepherd heard wolves howling out comes the club and he's ready to fight another thing that's hanging around the shepherd's belt and I nearly I felt tempted to bring one with me, but I don't think Edith would have wanted one of her pans <laughs> flashing about the front. But it was like a pan on a long handle. And that was fastened to the belt. And that was called the cup. And if the sheep couldn't reach the water, the shepherd would take the, the cup and he would lean over and he would fill the cup and then he would hold it to the sheep and say, drink, <laughs> drink. The third thing round the shepherd's belt was a container of olive oil. Probably a sheep's horn, but kept full of olive oil. Now the scene set for danger and how it's dealt with. And when it's dark and when the shadows have lengthened and when there's the howling of a wolf in the background, echoes can be distorted and the sheep would think it's over there. No, it's over there. No, I'm sure it's over there. And in bewilderment, the sheep would have no idea where to go to be safe. What does the good shepherd do? The good shepherd takes his staff and he listens. He listens. And when he's realized the only safe place for the sheep to go, he points the staff and the sheep run where the staff is pointing. God still guides. God still guides. It's not left to look 
It's not left to mind over matter. We have a God who has a staff. And if we're following close enough and listening and watching, we can benefit from the, guide, the direct guidance of God. And then when the sheep to run, <laughs> when the sheep begin to run in the direction of safety, what happens next? The shepherd gets the club off his belt and he's ready. And if the wolf comes and tries to chase the sheep, he's got the shepherd to deal with first. This is why David can say, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy club and thy staff, they comfort me. They comfort me. And then some of the sheep would have probably got bruised in, in, in the panic and in the running. And the shepherd, with his heart of love and tenderness, takes the olive oil out of the horn and where he sees that a sheep is hurt and bruised and wounded he anoints it with oil and one of the names of Jehovah is I am Jehovah who anoints with oil he's the good shepherd he's the good shepherd and then when the sheep get into the safety of the fold, they're still thirsty. But they can't get to the water to drink. So the shepherd takes the cup with his club just in case the wolf comes. He goes and he gets the cup full of water. And he comes back to the fold, drink. Come on, drink. Come on, drink. You need restoring. Drink. Drink. Now there's something miraculous in this. Because David seems to say, it doesn't matter how many other sheep have drunk before my turn. But when the cup's held out to me, it's running over. It's running over. We used to sing. My cup's full and running over. And those kids mischievously sang, and so's my saucer. <laughs> you can't outdrink the grace and the restoring power of God. We have prayer lines here. You don't need to struggle to be first in the queue. You can be last in the queue, but the cup is still overflowing when you need to drink. One minute, 44 seconds. <laughs> and when the sheep are in the fold, they're drunk, anointed with oil, the hurts have been washed away. This is breathtaking. The shepherd lays across the entrance so no evil can get into them. It's what Jesus said. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. God loves me because I lay down 
my life for the sheep. And literally he did. And for three days he was in the grave. But he took his life again. Which is why this morning we can say with confidence, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And however long we're there, he's still the good shepherd, still caring for his flock. There won't be the evils to protect them from, but there'll be fresh vistas of the glory and the love and the grace of God to be seen and to have displayed to us. And he'll do it for all eternity. A lot of people know the psalm. But do you know the shepherd? And I've got nine seconds. <laughs>